Westplex 107.1, AM 1350, crap, and KSOQ 104.5, all part of the Trimal Cast. And the most important part is Shelly Barr. Of course it is. Of course it is. Before I go any further, I have to tell you, I, you know, I'm doing my morning scan of all the news sites, and Fox News has a horrific air on their front page of their website. Uh, it shows the, 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 the story is titled Gold Star Rebuke, and it says, let me read it to you. It says, fathers of Marines filled in Kabul rip Biden for disrespect as their sons remain, remains returned to U.S. soil. Not instead of killed, it says filled. Fathers of Marines filled, F-I-L-L-E-D, in Kabul. Man, somebody needs to change that quick. They really do. Filled in, unless yeah, I'm, I mean, that's going to be somebody's job. Am I missing something? Is the word "filled" does that have anything to do with with soldiers being killed? I I don't know the answer to that question. I think the answer is no. I think it's a mistake. Anyway, we'll move past that. So, how you doing this morning, Shelley? Everything going well? Everything is going just fine, Brad. How are you? Shelly says to me as we get off the air yesterday, she says, I don't want to talk to you at all again today. The next time we'll talk tomorrow morning. I go, okay, Shelly, that's fine. Whatever you say. That's actually not how it went, but... <laughs> how did it go? Whatevs. How did mm-hmm. it go? How did it go? Let's move on, Brad. Oh, Shelly's in a bad mood this morning. You know what she needs? She needs to be softened up. You know how I softened up, Shelly? How? You're such a goofball. And you know what? Hold on. I just got a text. Somebody who says, oh, it's from Sweden. Oh, it's an audio text. She's complaining that Shelly's not her. Let me play it. Let me play this audio text here. She's complaining that Shelly's not on the air. Okay. What? What is? How does that make you feel if Shelly's not on the air? People are suffering. People are dying. Okay. <laughs> so we're out of Afghanistan, right? Yeah. Did, I don't know if you saw that. that it was sort of interesting. There was a major general who was the uh, last soldier to get on a plane. There, There's a picture. It was on the, um, I guess, the Department of Defense official website or something, one of the Army websites. Uh, major general who was getting on the ramp of a C-17 Last soldier out of Afghanistan. And there are still, unfortunately, Americans in Afghanistan, still people that we we um, we uh, left behind who uh, helped. And I, I almost hate to say this story, but I heard uh, earlier this morning listening to on the radio station a guy who says that uh, they have it's, – it's a former Army uh, captain who is organized. There's a couple of groups like this. Some of these special forces guys have gotten back into Afghanistan. They're retired. And they've gotten back into Afghanistan. I'm thinking to myself, how do you do that? Like, if if you and I as a citizen, obviously they're not in the, in the military anymore, so they don't have, like, the, the transportation, the, the jets and things like that. How would you end up in Afghanistan? I guess you'd fly to a neighboring... You'd do that on purpose. Well, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, I mean, but logistically, how do you do it? I mean, if I, if I call up TWA, or that dates me, if I call United or Delta, yeah, I want to fly to Kabul, they'll say, I'm sorry, sir, there are no flights into Kabul anymore. You know, now, Brad, you know that they didn't get there, not by nefarious means, but they didn't get there the the on natural way. No, no, I get it, but I would like to know how they got there. I mean, I would like to know. You know, obviously, they took some kind of commercial flight out of the United States, and they ended some um, up someplace. That doesn't in... necessarily mean anything. No, no, they, what I mean, you know, they didn't. No, I know they did. They because they they somehow got into Europe or the Middle East or someplace like over there, and somehow got into a truck or something like that, or I don't know how they did it, but they got. I'm in... sure they know a couple people. Well, they probably do but still once again you're up against the taliban anyway the point i was saying was one of the guys this morning says that that there are you know we think as the taliban as all these guys that are just like you know like a step above cavemen the story is that they have figured out how to fly the blackhawks and they have rounded up some of the interpreters and they are tying them you know with a rope around their neck to the skids of the helicopter and taking the helicopter off and hanging them in the air and flying them over the city to show everybody this is what happens to people that help the Americans. I'm going like, man. Are they doing that? That's what this guy claims. I heard it this morning. He's, he claims that they're doing this. You know. Okay, so... I just... Okay, just... just I would like to know. 
so radio is the theater of the mind, right? Right. Why would have that been important for you to mention on our radio station this morning? Well, you know, we try to be upbeat and say goofy stuff and put smiles on people's faces. But you, yes, we do. You just can't be like, you know, hey, we're having a good time all the time. You know, I mean, it's to the point where I'll be honest with you. Maybe, you know, I read that article last week about that thing about doom scrolling. I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should just not pay attention to anything. But yet you can't do that. I mean, and I mean, I mean, sincerely, you can't do that because what happens is you could become one of these people that just essentially um, becomes unconnected with the world around them. I mean, and and unfortunately, it's I, a lovely place. It's called Shelley World. No, it's not Shelley World because you're not. You don't ignore the world around you. You're out and about. You talk to people. You go to events. You know. I mean, see, I think that's the sad part of it is is that like. And, but what's sort of interesting is you said I've never lived in a neighborhood where I've had neighbors who are nice to me. I don't know why that is. I mean, uh, and 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 you said that you don't have good relationships with your neighbors. You said you don't even talk. I didn't say I didn't have good relationships with my neighbors. What I said was I don't have relationships with them at all. Okay, well, well, I've had where, where I used to live since the day I bought the place, I had problems with the neighbors, and to the point where they knew who I was before I even bought the house. And I remember when you know my wife and I went over there to look at the house when it was getting com- completed. It was a house that we built. And there was a guy across the street who's already calling me out, you know, saying nasty things to me. And my wife looks at me and goes, do you know that guy? I go, no, I have no idea who he is. You know, I'm going like, what is this? Welcome to the neighborhood, Brad. You know, And it's always been Must like. Must have been a KFAV fan. No, it's just like, I don't get it. You know, I mean, it's things like that. It's like, I mean, I never go out of my way to get in anybody's face. You know, I mean, you've been around me. I'm never someone's walking, hey, I don't like that shirt you're wearing. You know, it's, you know, I'm not one of those guys. No, you don't, you, don't, you don't do that. That's not how you roll. But yet, by the same token, you have to be in that world and you have to unfortunately interface with people who are like that, who are go, and some of them who, like the Brian Dickersons of the world, who come up and smile in your face and then turn around and, you know, stab you in the back, you know, with the, the Chamber of Commerce or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one of, those, one of those things, it's just like, okay, what is this, Mr. Two-Face? You know, hey, how you doing, Shelly? There's nothing going- worse than duplicity. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things worse than Everything duplicity. Everything going great? But- that ranks right up there. Oh, my God, man. I could tell you some weird I mean, if You know, the radio poop, I haven't been super active on the radio poop column. Although there's a new radio poop column today. It's out. I, I uh, read it. Yeah. And, well, it's it's not funny, funny. It's just more or less. Do you agree with what I put in there about what what I'm doing is I'm doing a four-part series on the four conservative talkers. We have one conservative talk station for decades. And all of a sudden, within a month, we have four. It's like, okay, explain this to me. And the crazy thing is I look at this from – a business viewpoint is there's no way the market will support four conservative talk stations because 97.1 already was like ranked 13th in the market. It would be different if they were like the number one station in the market and they had like, you know, 30% of the ad revenue in the St. Louis area. They don't. They have a small fraction of it. So now you've got, you know, four stations competing for, sadly, an ever-growing smaller piece of the pie because, as you know, when we get to talk to advertisers, potential advertisers, well, I'm not going to be advertised with you because nobody listens to radio anymore. Hey, you ever heard of Nielsen? Yeah, they're the, the company that rates. Yeah, Nielsen rates radio. 92% of the adult population listens to radio at least once a week, which beats everything, including the internet, TV, newspapers, magazines, you name it, it beats it. Well, how can that be true? Nobody listens to radio anymore. I listen to Sirius. I have Sirius in my car. I never listen to local radio. And Are you serious? <laughs> and the sad part of that is, is that that's sort of the example of of why people get sort of not in 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 connection with their local community. I mean, you know, I mean, to the point where I'm not saying I'm super connected, but by the same token, I can tell you what's going on in the city of St. Louis. I can tell you what's going on in the county. I can tell you what's going on in St. Charles County. I can tell you about the horrific thing that happened over the weekend in Franklin County with that young kid experimented with drugs. I can tell you all this crazy weird stuff because I read, I listen, and I think it's my duty, especially since me doing the show, that I should be somewhat informed. You know, I, I think I would be doing... I absolutely agree you should be informed. But maybe I'm too informed? Maybe that's the problem? You're not too informed. You specifically are not too informed. 
Well, I mean, like, there are things... I'm not informed at all, and that just works fine for me. There are things that happened to me yesterday that if I talked about it, people wouldn't believe it. (laughs) Matter of fact, I had... I had three, not one, not two, but three video conferences yesterday with government officials. And if I told you what went on on two of them, you wouldn't believe it. It just was crazy weird stuff. And I and I got off these video conferences, and I just shook my head and go, man, they get paid to do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, what an easy job that is. What am I doing running these stupid radio stations? I get a god job with the government, you know? You could. <laughs> no, I'm too old. They would. I, I see. See, I'm at that's that. Not, that's not true. Nobody would hire me. Nobody would hire me. You could work at the. You could work for GSA in the kitchen. <laughs> and you know what I want to do? I want to pitch for the Cardinals. Oh, why can't I do that? Tell me why I can't. Why they won't hire me? Matter, matter of fact, here. You know, I want to be Charlie Watts because you can't run. I want. <laughs> I, I want to be Charlie Watts' replacement for the uh, as the drummer for the Rolling Stones. I see I got my drum. I want to be Charlie. Why can't I be the replacement drummer for, for, the, uh, for the Rolling Stones? I'm younger than Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts was, what, 80? I'm... Well, no, hold on. I'm 86. I'm older than Charlie. So, so maybe I, maybe I can't be Charlie Watts' replacement. You know, it's one of those things where, where, uh, I, and you know, God, yesterday where I was, I don't know how many places that had help wanted signs. And I'm telling you, Shelley, you know, I told you my my deal that I worked some weird hours on Sunday and I didn't eat dinner and it was dinner time about eight o'clock and I drove along a specific street where there were probably ten fast food places and eight of them were closed. At Sunday night at at eight o'clock, and these were restaurants, places that used to be open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Why are they closed? Because nobody wants to work anymore. That's true. There's a site. I don't know how, how. I don't know how I got on this one, but there's a you know there's these various on Facebook. There's these various sites about you know hey what's we live in O'Fallon, Missouri, and there's one that I got on. I don't know how I got signed up for it. It's 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 Troy, Missouri. It's the Troy, Missouri Facebook page, you know, like everybody's talking about. And you know what everybody's commenting about? What? There's nothing on the shelves in Walmart. They're saying that when you go into the Walmart in, in Troy, there's no frozen food. There's no milk. There's no, there's no bread. There's no this. There's no that. Uh, and the shelves are empty. Now, you know, and here we go once again, and once again, toilet paper shortage. You know about this? No. We're back into the toilet paper shortage. Now, why is that? Explain that to me. I was in Washington over the... People are bat crap crazy. <laughs> I guess. I was in Washington over the weekend and drove east on once uh, east on 100 and went right in front of uh, Chris Offenberg and then Schicker and then Stratman Toyota. And I actually got off of 100 and drove through the lot and in 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 Stratman Toyota and counted the new cars on the lot in Toy in Toyota. Guess how many? Twelve. Nine. <laughs> there were nine new cars on the entire and and they got a big monster lot. It probably the front lot where all the new cars is probably holds, I don't know, a couple hundred cars? There's nine cars there. At Chris Offenberg Ford, there were like twelve, like four trucks. And at Schicker, they seemed like they had the more, the most of any. I'm going like, okay, now why is that? You know, and once again, you could say, well, nobody has any money, so they can't buy cars. No, that's not true. A lot of people have tons of money. The real estate market is still hot. There's still people writing contracts uh, over prices of, 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 you know, I mean, like if you're asking $350,000 for your house, or somebody comes along that offers $450,000 for your house, and, and I will never understand that. I've had some recent discussion with people in the real estate business about that. I don't get that at all. I don't get it. I don't get the whole crazy thing. Because if 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 you have a house that you that you think is worth four hundred thousand dollars and people are are, you know, crazy nuts and they're they're you know, they're clawing at each other into the point I heard something someone told me this the other day that I just went, I don't believe that. And I heard it was true. Have you ever heard about writing a letter to the owner of the house? Have you ever heard this? Yes, that's happened to several people I know. Is that bizarre or what? It ha- it happens every day. It's like you're begging, hey, I see your house is for sale, and I know you want 
$400,000 and I'm offering you four seventy-five. and here's why you should sell me your house because I'm really a nice person and my kids are going to love that backyard and my, my husband's going to love that garage because he loves the tinker in the car and I'll love the kitchen and I can just imagine me cooking Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners in that kitchen. That's why you should sell me your house and I'm going to get on my knees and beg, please, 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 let me pay you $75,000 more than what your house is worth. Please let me buy your house. It's crazy time. I mean, is that, I mean, I, I thought to myself, I have never heard, that's the all, most unbelievable thing I've heard in my life. So you've heard of that. Absolutely. Don't you think that's weird? I do not. You don't? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Okay. My friend did that. She She's adorable. She's beautiful. And she went up to uh, this house and this she knocked on the door and the gentleman answered and she said she said her name and she said i want your house and they ended up getting married actually what and they still yeah back up a minute here she this friend of yours who's a single woman yes goes up and this sees is a, going back years ago but goes, yes goes up and sees a house that she likes she goes and knocks on the door the guy opens the door the guy's a single dude or was he married at the time no, he was he was single. He's a single dude. And she says, I want your house. And he says, I want you. And they got in their car and went and got a marriage license and got married. Is that how it went? Well, I don't think that it was that easy, but it was, um, they did end up getting married. Okay, Shelly. And her, she- last ma- her last name, she's not from here. Her last name was Pretty Man. I know who that is. I know you do. Well, she. What do you mean she's not from here? She lives here now, doesn't she? No. Mm-mm. I met her, didn't I? You did. Okay. She doesn't live here. Nope. I thought she lived here. She does not live here. She used to live here, right? Nope. Well, you worked with her, didn't you? I went to school with her. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't, in Oklahoma City. Uh, yes, and in Springfield. Okay. Okay, so so she goes up, she drives in a neighborhood, she sees his house, she walks up to the house, knocks on the door, says to the guy, I love your house, I want to buy it. Did she ultimately buy the house? Um, no, I think they actually ended up getting in a different house. And then they got married. So why isn't that a movie? I don't know. That sounds like a movie to me. You know, it, it really, it really was kind of movie esque. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's like you know, it starts out this long shot of this woman driving through the suburban neighborhood. You know, and then all of a sudden, you see, there's a close up of her in a car, and she does like one of these neck crank. Whoa! Look at that beautiful house. And she pulls up in the driveway, and the camera follows her if she walks up to the door. Knock, 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 knock. And she's an attractive woman, and a good looking di- guy comes. Yes, can I help you, ma'am? I love your house. Will you buy sell your house? Ma'am, I think I'm having feelings for you. I think I may fall in love with you. I think we may, may get married. Oh my god. Well, that would be too short. That, that would be like that would be like a 60 second movie. That would have to have That would be like a a video for you. <laughs> that would be a YouTube. That would be something I watch. Oh wow, it's done in 60 seconds. No, the the real way she walks the movie maker would like she'd walk up to the house and she'd go like, "Hey, sir, I really love this house." And he'd go like, "I don't like you at all." I think you look weird. I can't believe you're on my doorstep knocking on my door. And then and then the next day they run into each other at the grocery store. Didn't I see you yesterday? Yes, I'm the woman that came to your doorstep and wanted to buy your house. Well, I'm not selling my house and I'm not talking to you. And then a week later they run into each other at the market. And then they run into each other at the at the bingo hall on Saturday night. And then on Sunday morning they're in the same church pew. And he looks at her and he goes... I think I have feelings for you. And she says, I have feelings for you. And then the next thing, they're going to uh, Ted Drew's and eating frozen custard. And then they're driving down, uh, you know, uh, 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 4th Street in downtown St. Louis, uh, dodging all the concrete barricades so the drag racers can't drag race anymore, and saying, let's go to the ball game. Well, I don't have my mask. We'll buy a St. Louis Cardinals mask. And then they're sitting on the front, you know, behind the dugout, and the Cardinals have this incredible win where after the game's over, everybody storms the field. They get on the storm field, and he gets to home plate, and he gets on his knee, and he pulls out a ring, and he puts it on her hand. And she goes, oh, I will marry you, but only if I can have that house. I'm sorry, I sold the house to someone else. It's over. And she walks off. That was a lovely story, Brad. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wrote it out last night. <laughs> Beautiful. You're quick like that, aren't you? <laughs> That's what she said. You're probably it. <laughs> she did. You're probably one of those people that could grow someone's business because you can sit there and just okay. pull the BS <laughs> off of your mind. Well, Shelly, here's my question. If people... <laughs> the smartest woman in the world says you forgot conflict 20 minutes before the end of the movie right so they have to have some some conflict you know well he finds out that he finds out that she used to be a stripper and worked in Sage and oh I can't I could never marry, never marry a woman who bared her breasts to other men oh but I had to have, I had my kids I had to put them through high school and and the high school tuition was so high and I sent them to private school my kids went to went to you know CBC and they went to country day school uh, Codasco whatever it's called and and I had to send them to a nice school because I just couldn't send them to any. Well, you bear your breasts for, for your education. I don't agree with that. Oh, please forgive me. Please forgive me. That's the conflict 20 minutes before the end of the movie. <laughs> That's about right. I'm sorry. Okay, so so people are writing letters, begging people to. Why aren't people writing letters? Please put put me on your radio station. I'll pay you $1,000 per minute to be on your radio station. Please put, put put me on your radio station. Why don't we have people send us letters like that? I have no idea. <laughs> I ask myself that on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's wrong with us? It's not working for us. <laughs> I guess. No, it's not. We'll have no, to. <laughs> no. Okay, my, my whole point. My point we'll like, have to stand on the side of the road at the exits going, we'll work for ad space. <laughs> okay, so so here here's my stupid question. I'm going back to the real estate thing. Okay, you hear I this all the time. I myself sometimes. You hear this all the time that someone has a house, let's say, that, that, that they, they can sell it for $400,000. Okay, why don't you put it in the market for $700,000? Get what I'm saying? If people are willing to pay more than list price, then what, overinflate the price. And people, well, I'm not paying seven hundred thousand dollars. I'll pay five fifty. Sold. Get what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like it's like basic salesmanship. If you think if you think something, because because for example, if I walk into a car dealership and the and 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 the guy says to me, let's say I go to a Cadillac dealership and the guy says to me, every car's on sale today. For $9,999. I look at him and go, hold on a minute. Let me look at this sticker. This Escalade over there says the sticker price is $89,000. You're telling me I can buy this car for under $10,000? Yep, yep. Every, every, everything in the lot's for sale for $9,999. What are you going to do? You're going to go like, okay, what's the catch? Is the engine optional? I mean, like, you know, are these stolen vehicles? Were they in the flood? You know, were they, did they just come out of Louisiana, you know, after the hurricane? I mean, explain to me, because people aren't going to believe that. But yet, if you say, like, for example, like, I, I heard an ad, the, uh, we'll talk about this next break. The Lou Fuse ad that I hear, they're running, Lou Fuse is running an ad right now. And, and I'm, every time I hear the ad, I think to myself, I don't believe what I'm hearing. Why would you say that on the radio? Why would you advertise that? And you know what it is? What? I'll tell you next. Okay. It's 646. 646. Westbucks 107.1. It is BS the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Web address for the radio station is uh, ksoq.com. Uh, the other one is uh, crap.website. The other one is westplex1071.com. And the morning show uh, web address is bsthemorning.show. Do we have web addresses or what? I don't think Shelly's there. Um, you know, what bothers me is... The situation with the social media sites where, you know, they're taking down people's posts because you said this and you said that, you know, like you see what's going on with like Twitter where they cancel people's account and they go, we can't have things that aren't true on our websites. So once again, I'm scratching my head. And if you pay them to put things in your website, you can say anything you want. I'm looking at a and it says sponsor stories. This is on the Fox News site. And it has a logo of, uh, has a picture of the of an Aldi sign. It's like taken in a parking lot. It's got clouds behind it. And it's Aldi, you know, the little grocery store place, okay? And the title is, Goodbye Aldi, Every Single Store Closing in 2021. Well, you know that is BS and not the kind of radio station. Because we they're redoing all of them. No, they're not. What I'm saying is this is a lie. They're not. Every single store closing in 2021. It's click- No, they're redoing all the Aldi stores. No, no, no. Okay, if someone says to you, okay. in 2021, every McDonald's is closing, what does that mean? It means they're going out of business, right? 
Right. Okay. That's the uh, okay. intent, the, I think. The, the, the story says, I'm looking at it right now, goodbye Aldi, every, every single store closing in 2021. Goodbye, meaning they're going away, right? Okay. Yes. Isn't that called clickbait? It's a lie. That's my point. The point being is that, you know, you on, on the same site where if you posted, like if it's on Facebook, if you post an ad like, hey, I believe that the COVID-19 vaccine doesn't work, they'll take your account away from you. Oh, or they'll put the stupid COVID-19, you know, thing that pops up in your uh, every time you mention COVID-19. Although we tried that last week, remember Mike Mike Elam put that on, and if you yes. type in, and it worked for him for him, but it didn't for me because I didn't type it the same way. If you type it like capital C O V I D dash one nine, it picks it up. But if you do lowercase and no dash, it, it doesn't pick it up. Okay. Anyway, the point being, when you click on this stupid thing, and I hear I click, and by the way, they the Fox filled uh, uh, fixed that 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 that. Post. Did they? Yeah, it's, they so, were probably listening to us. Yeah, probably. I bet they weren't. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it shows. It says, and then the story is last call. These chain stores are closing in 2022. So, in other words, the stories the store is not the story is not the same. It's changed, and the story starts off. The retail sector can often be fickle, even when the company is loved and established. Some of its titans in the industry have faced tough times in recent years, with even the seemingly infallible ones shuttering locations for good. For for Aldi to Costco, Walmart, and even designer stores, it looks like no one is safe. Business status can change on a dime, but let's see which household names are closing the doors for good in 2022. Will your store be in next, or will it be managed to escape the retail apocalypse? And it talks about it talks about Starbucks. They're going. It's been a tough time for the retail industry, but the hospitality sector has also taken a hard knock. Starbucks has been around since 1971. Okay, Starbucks is not going out of business, but of course. In between each paragraph, there's an ad that pops up. Here's an ad for PetSmart. Here's another ad for PetSmart. Another ad for PetSmart. Another ad for PetSmart. And you know what's so interesting about this is, you know, they claim this is that the, they're not on our website. No, this is the thing that we get all the time. Well, when I buy digital, they know exactly who's watching the ads. Okay, I'm looking for ads for PetSmart. Guess what? I don't have a pet, and I don't want a pet, and I will never have a pet. You know, except for my two cats, which are now gone. Q1 or Q2 are both gone. Aw. Yeah. I think somebody took you, too. Yeah, somebody stole my one cat. And yeah. With her house and the whole bit. They stole her house. Stole both of her houses. Can you believe that? Stole right off my property. <laughs> yeah, they did. They stole her house. They stole They <laughs> stole my cat and her two houses. They're gone. And, you know, I'm going, my God, I need another cat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the point I'm making is... Because you're such a cat lover. The point I'm making is if you pay these people, oh, you can do anything you want. But yet... Yet, if you don't pay him, oh, you said something bad about my business, we're going to take your post off. I just don't get it. You know, I don't get it. And then we got people who send me cease and desist letters. God, I could tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> Maybe I should. Any new revelations? Oh, one of the guys, the afternoon guys, <laughs> I see if I can find this video. The afternoon guys was named Sonny Wilson, who was what the afternoon was called, happy hour or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I've seen some bizarre things happen. He did a Facebook Live where he resigned in a Facebook Live and tried to call Tracy on the phone and resi- re, re, you know, re, you know, resign on, on the phone on a Facebook Live, but she didn't take the call. <laughs> it was bizarre. I wonder if he was going to put it in his two weeks. <laughs> I think he put it in his two minutes. <laughs> think, and, and I'm going like, okay, this is so weird. And then my 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 ex buddy, or he's still my to buddy. Give him, you know, a big C for creativity. <laughs> I see if I can find the video and send it to you. <laughs> it's like it's like, and the funny thing about it is, I had not one, not two, but three people tell me, "You're not going to believe this. You need to watch this." And, I, and all all three of them were like radio geeks. They're going like, "We've seen some crazy stuff before." Like for example, one guy I used to work for. Yeah, I'll tell you that story next hour. You know how he fired people. Didn't he bring them all in at one time? No, no, no. He had, he had, he had, he had things in his desk. That's how you get fired. He had things in his desk. True story. I wouldn't make so. <laughs> Which thing were you? Well, I'll tell you. It's a goofy story. It's a weird story, but it's a true story about what. Was he, it a little Brad bobblehead? No, 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 no. You know what's going on here? Hold on a minute. I gotta see where I'm at. The computer advanced itself. It That's because it's six fifty-eight. 
Okay, hold on a minute. I gotta go back here. Okay, yeah, I gotta do this. Otherwise, the computer's gonna grab me and pull me into the abyss, and I have to play these commercials. It is six fifty-eight. BS in the morning. You know, I was just reading a story online. It says that Ed Sheeran is gonna be the new drummer for the Rolling Stones when they go on their tour next month. Mm-hmm. You think that might have been clickbait? I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Two things. Carrier from last hour. Lou Fuse is running an ad saying, we will not charge you more than sticker price this car. <laughs> Doesn't that make you feel good? Does that mean that, well, they're actually the no Hagel no, one. So no. basically, what are they saying? Sticker is it? Yeah, they're saying <laughs> what it says on the window, that's what you pay. And you're not going to pay more. So in other words, <laughs> see, to me, see, what's interesting is, remember. Do they think this is the housing market? Remember, I told you the story. And the name shall remain nameless. The, deal, the dealer shall remain nameless. And the, the, two, the two managers who told me this story just thought it was the funniest thing in the world about this person, this guy who came in and bought a car. And I know, I know this guy as well, too. He bought a car. And he paid sticker, and they would. Every- I did that one time. It was my very first vehicle purchase. Well, they would say, "Can you believe that this person came in?" And they thought it was like funny. They didn't even ask to get like a free undercoat. They just said, "Okay, that's fine. Write it up." Oh, the guy paid sticker. Can you believe he paid sticker? Okay, now they're saying we're not. We won't charge you more than sticker. We're just going to charge you sticker price. Uh, you know, so in other words, and see, there's a, there's a whole interesting theory about this. Do you know what's you know what's happening in the car business? What? This is the law of unintended consequences at its mm-hmm. best, because what's happened is, for a long time, the car manufacturers ground out cars. They've made cars and they stuck them on the lot. And you go to the dealership, and there's you're looking for a Toyota, you know, Celica or whatever they make now, Toyota, I don't know, Civic or Honda Civic. There's 50 of them on the lot. You go like, oh, well, uh, uh, I'll give you, I'll offer you 5000 under sticker price. And the dealer will go, no, you can't go any lower than 3000 under sticker price. In other words, they're not getting price. So now what's happened is the car manufacturers are going like, okay, we have to discount all these cars at the end of the model year, and we have to blow them out. Hey, it's the model year blowout sale. If we turn the model around where we create scarcity, then we can charge whatever we want. It's like the housing market. You got, like, you know, I talked to a guy yesterday who lives in Webster Groves. And you know what's really interesting? You know what? You know, now, like, Webster Groves is the place to live. It's like, oh, I live in Webster Groves. And you know what he said, which was, which was really interesting? You know how Webster Groves, essentially, a lot of the houses in Webster Groves were built? Um, very well? No, <laughs> no, cheaply. Because they were, G, he called them GI houses. Remember after World War II? Oh, yes, yes, yes. All yes, the soldiers yes, yes, came yes. home from World War II, and all these builders, matter of fact, I think it's the, the, the Levitt Company was famous um, up in New York. It's called Levittown, where they built, and that was the whole start of subdivisions. Because up until then, houses were built, you know, houses were built, they weren't are built the same. And then they started building, you know, like you go in some subdivisions and there's like... Track houses. Yeah, there's like every house is the same house. It's the same house. They just build it over and over and over and over again. And they, they, can, they can do it, they can do it cheaply because the carpenters, everybody, they know exactly, you know, you know, like it's like, like anything. Once you, like if, if I, when I work on cars... Like, for example, I had my problem with my one car. It took me a day and a half to change the alternator, okay? Now that I've done it once, I could probably do it in about eh, three or four hours. But it probably took me 10 hours to do it the first time. Not, then the second time, it probably That's do it three or four. That's because you don't read directions like most men. Oh, no, 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 no. Just the opposite. I watched all sorts of YouTube. You watch YouTube. But you do not that, read directions. No, that's better than directions because you, the guys tell you now, here's what you need to do right here, and they show a close-up. That's better than reading the stupid directions. Okay, so the point being is that he said that, he said, well, all the houses in Webster Groves are GI houses. Or not all of them, but a lot of them. I go, like, really? I never thought of that. They were built cheaply. And like it's like in Kirkwood. You go in places, Kirkwood people like, oh my God, it's it's a wonderful nine nine hundred square foot house, and it's only eight hundred thousand dollars. Eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you're buying the land because then what they do is they tear it down <laughs> and it build down. a McMansion. <laughs> right, but the point being is those houses in Kirkwood. And what's interesting to me about this is, I had a, a it turned into an argument with a person. I get into arguments with people when I think that they're being. 
disingenuous, okay? And this person was a person who was making fun of me for living in St. Charles County, okay? You live in urban sprawl land. I go, where do you live? I live in Kirkwood. I go, that's urban sprawl. They go, no, it's not. I go, yeah, it is. It's urban sprawl. Because I still remember this. Years ago, I don't think it's there anymore. When I went, took my kids to ride on the arch ride. You go down, you know, I think we're on the south leg of the arch, and you go down these long... The tram? Yeah, you go down these long ramps because you, you, you board way underground. You board, like, way down in the, in the bottom of the building, okay? And they had this map, this huge map that was painted on the wall, and it showed the city of St. Louis, like, circa 1804. And the city ended at Forest Park. There was No, no, this particular, this map, the city ended at Tucker, there was nothing at the time that was 12th Street, okay? Keep in mind, and, I, you know, like, for example, do you know the story behind Bevo Mill? I do not. Okay, the Bevo Mill was built by the Bush family because when they left the brewery, you know, in their, in their horse and buggy, they, it was such a long drive out to Bush's, Bush's farm, you know, where they lived out there on, on Watson and Crestwood. You know, it's, oh, my God, it was so long drive. So it was a lot of drive. It was a long carriage ride. You know, I mean, think about it. It used to be that if you lived west of Forest Park, you, like, had to make sure you had a gun because the bears were going to come grab you. You know what I mean? And so, in other words, urban sprawl, anything outside the original city limits of St. Louis is urban sprawl. Richmond Heights, Clayton, name you know, name a muni. They're all around, you know, the north side, you know, all the, you know, Page, you know, uh, Venita Park, all those places. Urban sprawl. Because of the fact that people couldn't afford to live in the city of St. Louis because that was high end. You know, you, you, if you lived in the city, oh, my God, that was like, you lived like, you know, you were like a king if you lived in the city of St. Louis. You couldn't afford a house in the city of St. Louis, so you, bought, you built one in Kirkwood, our Webster Groves, our Crestwood, our places like that, urban sprawl, you know. So they're, and, and this person like, well, Kirkwood's not urban. Yeah, it's ur- urban sprawl. You know, you shouldn't, I mean, you know, and once again, most, if, like, most of the houses in Kirkwood, the houses built like since like World War II, not in good shape. You know, actually built sort of crappily. And I know people go, I can't believe he said that. Okay, I speak at the truth. I've been in a couple of them uh, to the point. I looked at one of them which was for sale. I thought to myself, I wouldn't give $50,000 for the house. It sold for like $220,000. The basement was collapsing. I mean, it was going to take like $50,000 worth of foundation work. I mean, I'm going like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's all location, 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 right? It is. Okay. My story of my old boss. I can't remember how long ago this was. He was a weirdo. Everybody that worked, all the DJs on the air, he had a little soldier, a little toy soldier that sat at his desk, and he had your name on the bottom of it. And all the DJs on the air, a toy soldier on his desk, and your name was on the bottom. So when... You got called into his office to get fired. He would say, hey, I'm sorry, but... And he would flick his finger on your toy soldier and it would spin across the desk and fall off the desk. And he'd say, you're fired. So did you have a little toy soldier with a little... Like like a little uh, monkey with holding a little microphone? <laughs> no, that's a true story. I swear that's true. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but he never flicked my toy soldier. Instead, he got flicked. You know, he got... <laughs> he got he got zapped or blown out or nuked, whatever we called it back in the day. But that was the business, you know. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going, like, God, how things have changed. How things have changed. Um, and, Indeed they have, my friend. Yeah, how things have changed. Okay. You're a – hold on. Somebody just sent what is this? Be nice. No, St. Charles Hyundai is no haggle, has been for years, top dealer Midwest for years. Most people hate haggling. No, who, you know, who says it's haggling? See, that's what I don't understand. If like, like you buy stuff on, on Facebook marketplace, right? I do. Okay. If someone posts something in there for a hundred bucks, do you pay them a hundred bucks? Do you say, I'll give you 90? Um, it all depends. If I feel like it's worth a hundred bucks, I won't insult them for a reduced price. It's not an insult. It's not an insult. It it is. It it is absolutely an insult. For example, I got this beautiful table. With a matching wine buffet, and they only wanted $150 for it, and I thought, this thing is worth about 
three or four for sure. So I, I actually gave them a little more than what they asked for. Okay, this happened to me yesterday. There's a lady, I can't even remember. I think I was on the Goofy Troy. I don't know how in the world I end up on that Troy page, the Troy, Missouri page, Facebook page. And there's a lady on there complaining about, oh, my car, the engine blew up in my car. It's an it's a 86, whatchamacallit, and it's only got 195,000 miles, on, only 195,000 miles. And I don't know what to do. Should I put a new engine in it? And I put on there, I go, I, and here's my line. You know my line. I said, I'll give you $100 for it. And she got all upset, and she posts back, the seats are worth more than $100. And I posted back, take the seats out, and I'll give you $100 for the car. Okay? And then she says, well, I had a dealer offer me $3,000 for it. And I, I, you know, messaged back, when was that? When it was still running. Guess what? When, when their car's still running and the engine's doing fine, it's worth $3,000. The engine blown up, it's worth, it's junk especially an older car with that many miles on it. Because even if, right, you, get, right. even if you get a junkyard engine, even if you go to the junkyard, you're going to probably pay, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 for a junkyard engine. And then it's going to cost you probably 1000 bucks to have somebody put the engine in. So it's going to cost you $3,000. So in other words, the car is essentially worthless, okay? And she got mad right. at me because I offered 100 bucks. Now, how many times in my life have I offered people 100 bucks? I'm right now driving around. I have a car that I drive in. I have a $300 car, and I have a $500 car. The $300 car was towed back to my place and and probably took me eh, a month to get on back on the road. And my $500 car was a hand-me-down car that was originally bought by uh, by my, my wife, and then it was handed down to my, all my kids, and then it was broke down in a parking lot, an apartment complex in Kansas City with my son. And I drove to Kansas City because I said, don't sell their car. I'll give you – tell me what you want for that car. Well, I want $500. I go, hey, it's your dad. I'm the guy who fixed that car. I want $600 for you. Okay. So so I drive to Kansas City, and, and he says, the car won't run. The engine's blown up. It's just a piece of junk. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, throw my tools in my, my truck and throw a new battery in the back of the truck. I drive to Kansas City. I meet him in his apartment complex. There's the car. We open up the hood. I put the new battery in. I get in and start the car right up. I mean, literally, it starts up. And he looks at me like, how'd you do that? I go, keep in mind, this is my son, the electrical engineer. <laughs> he has an engineering yeah, degree. Yeah, but sometimes, <laughs> he has an you know what I'm going to say. He has, he has an engineering degree, and he has a computer science degree. So so I say to him, this is the funny part. But he part. doesn't have an automotive degree. I can still remember the look in his face because the car sat there like a year. What happened was the license plates had expired and the apartment complex has sent him, put a sticker on it. This car must be moved. It's a derelict car. So, so, so I put it in reverse and the car won't go anywhere because you know why? Why? The brakes are rusted. Okay. You ever had that happen okay. before? You know, where, where if your car sits for a while, the brakes actually rust. You know, the pads actually rust. Only the... the one that's been up on blocks for a couple years. No, 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 no. This is not that. Okay, so so what's interesting is if this car has a problem with that, when you put the parking brake on, the rear brakes lock up and they freeze. So I put it in reverse and and the car starts to, and literally the rear of the car starts to raise up in the air. And it's not going anywhere. And he looks at me and goes, it won't run. It won't move now. I go, watch this. So I floor the thing. And and the rust breaks free. And the car, ba-boom, you know, and goes flying across the parking lot. He's going, I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I go, no, we're going on the highway. So we jump. And he lives near 35 in where he used to live right off of 30, Interstate 35. So we get on the highway. He's freaking out because the tires are out of round. You know, they, it's, the tires are flat spotted, you know, from sitting yes, on the ground. Yes. You know? so, we're driving down the highway like it like, you know, like like I'm doing Shelly speed. I'm doing 120 miles an hour in Interstate 35. Whatevs. <laughs> So, so shaking my head, brother. So, so I drive back to his apartment complex. I said, "I'll take it." So he says, "You got to do it. what are you going to do?" I go, "I'll come back next week." Well, it turned out that next week was Thanksgiving week. So I booked a, a, a you know a train ride from on Amtrak uh, on, on Thanksgiving Day. I I you know took the Amtrak from St. Louis to uh, Kansas City. He picked me up at the downtown Kansas City Union Station, which is just beautiful. Their Union Station actually still has trains to come into it, as opposed to ours, which there are no trains coming to it, which I still don't understand. Um, and uh, so anyway, I took, and so I drive this car back, and I'm telling you, I, the last 50 miles, I'm thinking to myself, 
I don't know if this was a good idea or not. I don't know if this car is going to make it. You know, I'm driving. I'm like coming east from Kingdom City thinking to myself, okay, what's going to happen first? Is the engine going to blow up? Is the tires going to fall off? Is the transmission going to, you know, slip? Is the exhaust pipe going to fall on the ground? And I made it back. And I spent. You know, I actually remember that. I, I spent about a week working in the car. and I, and I, I do. And I put almost, I'm trying to think, oh, when I bought it, it had a hundred and. 40,000. Uh, I put almost 80,000 miles in that car. <laughs> and I paid 500 bucks for it. And 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 once again, it's to the point where it's like and what's interesting is if you go on like for example, the junkyard out at the end of used to be a, a old crappy junkyard, now it's co-parts at the insurance auction. You can go on the website, you can go look at cars that you can go drive out of the junkyard. I mean literally, they're marked as drivers. You could get in and drive them out of the junkyard. They're cars that people just gave up on. They just literally showed up at the junkyard and say, what do you give me for this car? You know, I go to a junkyard. I go to Goodfellow Auto Parts right there in West Terra Lane, down from our old office. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, I go there. They've got cars parked in front. And he tells me people just drop off cars. He told me one of the cars that somebody dropped off one day, the guy says, uh, says uh, I took it to, to the dealer, and they told me it's going to cost $6,000 to get this thing fixed. What do you give me for it? And the guy says, I'll give you 50 bucks. He goes, deal. And he signs the title. The guy walks away, leaves the car. They fixed the car up, took him like a couple hundred dollars in parts. They sold it for $5,000. Rock on. Now, but once again. Rock on, sister. I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand how people can just discard things like that. It drives me crazy. You do have um, a little glitch that that you can't let cars go. I can't because you know what they become family members. They do. They're family members. It's like puppies. Yeah, because you know what's nice about it is that the fam that my cars are just like my family members. They don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't talk to you, Brad. Seven twenty four. Westplex one oh seven point one. Okay, Shelly, who is that? Nelly. Yes, very good. And who else is? It's it's a duet. It's actually him and two other dudes. Who's the other dudes? Little Nas X and um, Brantley Gilbert. No, it's not Brantley Gilbert. <laughs> I don't it, know. It's Nelly and Blanco Brown, and somebody. Oh, some, I was close. Some other guy. I don't know who it was. Some other guy. I think he's called. I can't remember his name. Anyway. <laughs> That's we talked about this yesterday. That Nelly's out with this new album, which some people are going like Nelly's gone country, and he essentially says, "Hey, I was born in Texas," and you didn't even you didn't you didn't you were sort of surprised at that, weren't you? Yes, I was actually. I really thought he was born and bred in the Lou. Nope, Austin, Texas. That's where he's born. <laughs> Dad was an Air Force guy, and he traveled all around the world. So, yeah, Austin, Texas. And uh, you know what? God, years ago, I got offered a job in Austin. I'm thinking to myself, I should have taken it. Austin just exploded. God, talk about real estate values here. Oh my God, there it's just crazy. You live in a you live in a you know like a one of those little storage buildings, um, you know that you build like you go to like yep, Home Depot. Yep. Those are five hundred thousand dollars. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Okay, the picture that uh, one of these pictures again that I that it's it's haunting picture. And it's uh, of the last man out of Afghanistan, last soldier. And it's a guy, and it's like in, it's, it almost looks like it's shot in a night vision camera. And it's a soldier walking up the ramp of a C-17. And it's Major General Chris Donahue, commanding general of the 82nd Airborne Division. Um, yesterday, they got out a day early, boarding a plane at night, marking the last soldier to depart from the country. You know what's interesting about the picture? What? He has a rifle. Okay. You know why that's interesting? Why is it interesting? Once you get above a certain rank in most of the armed services, for sure in the Marines and the Army, you don't carry a rifle anymore. You have a you have a handgun. In the old days, it was a Beretta 92. Well, you carry a rifle when you're the last man, American standing on foreign soil that's under well, attack from the Taliban. You don't, you don't, you carry... Well, no, I mean, seriously, you very you want a noisy cricket. <laughs> very rarely, if you see a picture of a general, will you ever see him, especially like even a colonel, 
uh, you will not see them holding a rifle. They'll always have a sidearm. They'll have, like, in the old days, it was a Beretta 92FS, what they called it was the M9, and now it's the uh, Sig Sauer M320, whatever the heck it is, the P320. Uh, they don't carry rifles. And I read an article about that recently, that it's one of these things that when you get to that point, and the point <laughs> they say is the reason you don't carry a rifle as a general is because there's 10 guys around you that do have rifles. So you don't need a rifle. You know what I mean? You got a handgun in case you need it at the last minute. But I told you about some of those people I know who are in the Air Force in Kuwait. The women all were issued handguns. When they're on the base, you had to always be armed all the time. Everybody. Even Doesn't like, surprise me. Even like the cooks were armed. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were afraid that someone would overrun the base and everybody would be able to protect themselves. But. I don't know. This whole crazy thing with Afghanistan. And there's these pictures this morning. I'm watching these news reports of the Taliban going into these aircraft hangars. Oh, look, we've got five Chinooks. Oh, look, we've got a C-141 transport. Oh, look what the Americans left us. They left us 500,000 M4 automatic rifles. I don't get it. I, I just will never understand the whole thing. I don't, I, it's long as I live. And it just, to me, makes absolutely positively no sense. But, you know. What are you going to have? Now it's going to go back to where it was, where the, the various tribes are going to be fighting, you know, fighting each other. You know, that's our territory. No, it's our territory. And the women are all going to be, you know. And, and yesterday the Taliban guy, I heard, I heard the, you know, through a translator, he says, anyone who is an Afghani citizen who wants to leave can leave. Do you believe that? Who said that? One of the Taliban dudes. What, is they shoot them back in the back as they get on the plane? I guess that's what happens if you want to leave. Yeah, just, just you know, we're not going to essentially say you're going to make it out alive, but if you want to leave, you yeah, can sure but if try. You, leave, you can leave. Yeah, you can try. And not not only that, that's, they say that, like, if you go in, like, in Kabul now, there's no women on the streets. No women. They're all hunkered down in their houses because they're not supposed to be out. Is that sad or what? And you it's, know, it's pretty. It's and, pretty sad. And you know what's crazy about that? To it's me? devastating, actually. The women in this country aren't rising up and saying stuff about that. Why aren't the women? Why aren't the Kamala Harris and all the women who are like? And once again, I'm. You know, where has she been? Well, she, <laughs> she's she got like vacay. <laughs> she's like she's been like like MIA. I mean, nobody even knows. I think she went to Vietnam and. And made a couple weird statements there, and then made a couple other weird statements, and people go like, okay. And now even the people who don't like Joe Biden go, Joe, uh, come on, uh, last another three and a half years. Please don't, uh, please don't poop out on us. We, 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 you know, even though we, we, we not sure you're the best president, we don't want Kamala. And those are the Democrats saying that. I had this discussion yesterday with somebody about and. <laughs> There's, well, you had a lot of discussions yesterday. Well, that, there's this crazy stuff. Like, for example, in California, they have what's called the jungle primary. You know what the jungle primary is? No. In the state of Missouri, you have typically we have our primary in, in August. Like, for example, we don't have one this, this year. But next year, in 2022, in August, let's say there's all these people who want to be, they want to replace uh, our U.S. senator. They want to replace... Uh, what's his face is U.S. Senator because he resi- he's now not going to be reelected. He was res- resigning. OK, so there's a bunch of Democrats and a bunch of Republicans and they have the primary and there's a bunch of Republicans and people can go vote for a Republican and people can go for, you know, you can only you use one ballot. You can either vote a Republican ballot or a Democratic ballot. And whoever wins the primary <clears throat> goes into the general election. So you always have in the state of Missouri, you always have one Democrat, one Republican. OK, get what I'm saying? Yep. In California, everybody in the primary is on the same ballot. So let's say you've got like 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats, and the top two vote-getters are on the, the ballot in November. So if the top two vote-getters are both Democrats, which they usually are, then you have your choice of two Democrats. And that's the way it works in California. Now, some people they say that's good. Some people say it's bad. I say the whole problem with our political system is it's really rigged by a bunch of people who are smoking cigars in dimly lit rooms, you know, you know, with a brandy snifter in their hand. What is a brandy snifter anyway? What is a snifter? Isn't it what they call a snifter? They do call it a snifter. What is that? It's so you can get the notes. You can sit there and breathe in the notes. The notes? Does it play music? (laughs) Never mind. Does it play music? 
<laughs> it does actually, depending on how much brandy is in in the snifter, you can sit there and wet your finger and go along the top, and depending on how much brandy it is, it will produce a note. Yes. A snifter, also called brandy snifter, brandy glass, brandy bowl, cognac glass, or balloon of heroin. If you've heard that before, balloon of heroin is a type of stemware, a short stemware glass whose vessel has a wide bottom, a relatively narrow top. It is mostly used to serve aged brown liquors such as bourbon, brandy, and whiskey. Okay, so that's who really controls everything. It's the guys in the back, the back room somewhere. That's who it is. And it's, the, and it's not the gals in the back room. It's the guys in the back room. you think that's fair? Well, you know, it all depends. Can the women scratch and spit with the best of them? I don't know. Is that what it takes? Can, can, you, scratch it does. And, can you scratch and spit? I can. <laughs> with the best of them. <laughs> so if I got you together with a bunch of dudes and they were starting scratching and spitting, you could just hold your own with them? I absolutely would do that. <laughs> Done it before. We'll do it again. I got to see this. I got to see this. Shelly scratching <laughs> and spitting, right? Scratching and spitting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was like, I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> 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 to an FAA engineer, he appropriately threw things at me. <laughs> I got that one on tape. That's an, that's another new one. <laughs> that's a new classic, along with my favorite new classic from Shelly. Shelly, if this is what happened the other day, lady cut her off on the highway, and I said, Shelly, what do you do about that? She said, "And I would moon her." That's what you do. That's no, that was Tiffany. <laughs> it's hard to moon someone when you're driving <laughs> hundred and twenty down the road. Not for Shelly. You know, matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, hold on. Matter of fact, here's a police report. Uh, last Thursday afternoon, a white Lincoln car was seen driving in a CNI matter. You know what that is, CNI? No. Careless and imprudent along Interstate 70. When our officer approached the vehicle at high speed, the woman put the car in cruise control, dropped her drawers, and mooned our officer. Yeah, that's what happened. And and the 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 chief of police in that particular department's a woman. You know what she said about that incident? Uh, I can't say it on the air. What did she say, Brad? That was some weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Westplex one hundred seven point one. If you're listening to that lyrics that song uh, closely, no, I haven't. It's about a guy asking a um, girl's father to marry if he can marry her daughter. Oh yeah, I knew that part. I didn't know if there was like something in depth that I haven't did you ever, that I missed. Did you ever know anybody who did that? Any of your girlfriends ever had like their guy that they married ask their father if they could marry them? My husband did that. Your husband asked your father if you could if he could marry you. Yep. Really? Both of them. Yep. My stepdad and my fa- biological father. Wow. He asked both of them. Yep. And what'd they say? <laughs> well, I had to tell my biological father to be nice. <laughs> I'm like, you need to be nice because I like this man. And if you're not nice to me, he's not going to like you. And then I, I don't want that. So you need to be nice. Really? He's like, okay, nothing about your weight. I'm like, exactly. What? Oh, your biological father said that to you? Oh, he was. Oh, yes. Yes. He was used to being around very petite, beautiful, striking women, which I was not. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. You know, Shelly, you know me. I don't understand that. I think beautiful women come in all shapes and sizes. You know, I really do. I mean, I've seen women who are like 4 feet 11 who are just knockouts. And I've seen women who are 6 feet 4 who are knockouts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I I don't understand the whole thing. I mean, I told you. That's you, you though, Brad. This is a man that grew up in, I mean, he was the director of the Playboy Club when I was born. So he was used to being around beautiful women. And I was attractive, but I was not thin nor petite. And he held that against you? Yes. He did not like that. Did he ever verbalize that and say to you? Every day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Every day? Whenever I saw him, yep. And he would say what? What would he say to you? He, 
we would go out to dinner and he would look at me, you know, if the, if the, if the, um, waiter came around and said, does anybody like dessert? And he'd look at me and go, you wouldn't dare. Really? Yeah. How'd that make you feel? How do you think it made me feel? Terrible. After a while, it, it was just like, it's just who he was. That's just, you know, that's just who he was. I, I He fat shamed all his kids. I will never in my life understand that. Now, my dad got on my case. I've told you my story. You know, yep. I mean, I can, I can talk, you know, people talk about, you know, I mean, the, the alcoholics can talk about being an alcoholic. I can talk about having a weight issue. When I graduated from high school, I weighed 162. Two years later, I weighed 310. I almost doubled in size, almost doubled in size. And I mean, you know, I mean, I've, I've fought that battle for my entire life. I'm, you know, and I still, to this day, fight it every single day of my life, every single day. But yet, you know, what always comes down to, I can still remember a moment that probably had, I don't know, happened maybe 30 years ago where my dad got mad at me because my dad was having complications of his diabetes, which was because of the fact he was overweight. And he yelled at me one day. He said, lose the blah, 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 light. You're going to end up like me. I mean, I can still remember exactly what he said. I can remember exactly where he sat. He was sitting in his chair watching a football game. I walked into the room, got done cutting the grass, and I sat down, and he goes, lose the weight. You're going to lose, lose the GD weight. You're going to end up like me. Okay. And once again, but yet I will never say, especially a woman, I will never say, well, you got a couple extra pounds there. I don't get that. Oh, he, he was, I don't he was under- pretty intense. But see, like my daughter, my daughter is five foot ten. She hates being tall. Hates being tall. I was five foot seven and a half, and and I was considered tall in my generation and in my circle. I hated it as well. Is being five seven? Yes, five seven and a half. Isn't it like the average height of women nowadays? Aren't they like five six five nowadays, seven? Nowadays, yes, like but not back in the sixties and seventies and. 80s but see see what's interesting to me is like here's here's the one discussion i had with my daughter years ago she was on the dance squad at her high school okay and they used to always set them up like if they did a line like they were like in a line you know she was always in the middle and because the the, the way the dance coach did it was the tallest person was in the middle and then the two second tallest people were on either sides of her you know going on like a pyramid you know what i mean so to the point where like you know in perspective the shortest girls were on the outside and then it went to the tallest girl who was always my daughter in the middle and she go i hate being in the middle and i go you need to take theater and she'd say why do i need to take theater i go it's all about center stage you know the star is always in center stage you know that's where the star is the star is in center stage you're the star. You're the star. Of the sh- I'm not the star. You're the star. And I tell her all the time. So, so I mean, like, and you know what's crazy about it is I try to be the opposite of most guys. And to the point, I'm going like, you know, hey, you know, I mean, like, you know, I, I, have, I have a friend of mine who shall remain nameless. And I won't even do my shall remain nameless and then give his name. Who has like a, a he's a single guy. And he has like a dimensional chart for women in his head he probably has written down somewhere and and to the point where it's almost like one of these like you know one of these what do you call it the crazy matrix no the bmi kind of thing you know you know your bmi that sounds like something my father would have done well in other words he says like if a woman is so like let's say five foot six she can weigh no more than 110 pounds otherwise i won't go out with her i'm going like dude i don't i don't get you and he said to me, well, I, I, I just can't, can't handle that. You know, I go, so what if you meet this incredible woman that is like just has, you have so much fun with, and she's five foot eight, and she weighs 160 pounds. Well, I'd never go out with her. Okay. She's beautiful. Attractive. Actually, five foot eight and 160 is not bad. Well, but, but once again, I mean, like, I mean, this guy was like, it's like, well, if she's five foot eight, she should weigh 135 pounds, not 160 That's pounds. That's not true. Well, <laughs> now if she <laughs> wants to look like tw- if she doesn't want to look like Twiggy. Well, but but see, once again, I don't get it. And you know, the the sad thing is, is we get old, you know, age is not is not kind to our bodies. You know what I'm saying? It's not kind. Age is not, but the, the, <laughs> the years have not been kind to me, that's right. for sure. Age is not kind to our face, to our bodies, to, you know, not. our internal organs. It just, Evil. it just goes downhill in a hurry, you know? I mean, it one is. of those, one Thank of those God kind of things. Laser Lipo and Vein Center. Well, but once again, it's to the point where it's like, it's like, why? I don't get it. I'll never understand that. I never understand it. I mean, to the point where, like, my daughter, I mean, she, you know, maybe she compensated. She married a guy who's six foot ten. 
you know, because the guy towers. And I know I have had women tell me, taller women who have said, I would never go out with a man shorter than me. And remember, like, there's one song, we play the one song where, um, what was it? Um, is it Kelsey Ballerini where the line she talks about, um, um, I won't, I can't wear my high-heeled shoes because I won't be taller than you, you know, right? That kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, she put away her high-heeled shoes right, because she was trying to change into the person that he wanted. Right, exactly. Once again, I don't get it. I mean, you know, if I had a woman that, that I met who was like six foot two and wore four-inch heels, no big deal. I could care less. You know, it doesn't bother me. You know, somebody, oh, that girl you're out with is tall. Yeah, so, you know, more of it to love, right? Well, <laughs> so what about um, women who are tall that wear four-inch heels? I have no problem. I, You know, once again, it's, it, you know, I'm not. I'm not the the fashion czar. You know, you see how I dress. I don't, I'm not Mr. Fashion Plate. I, you know, what you dress as, if you show up in pajamas, I'm going like, I don't care. I really don't care. I mean, the thing that I don't necessarily like is to the point where I think people get to the point where they just get to be sloppy, where you look, you know, like if you go fly in an airplane, you want to see the definition of a sloppy, fly anywhere nowadays, where people just sort of like, eh. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I mean, they just like show I up. I mean, and, this is <laughs> not Walmart. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's to the point where like the Walmart people look people look better than people on, on flights. They you know? do. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm like, are you serious? I mean, I mean, now, I try to dress up. And so I was flying to see my Elbiff, and I had this skirt on. It was a really adorable skirt, but it had little metal studs all over it. Yeah, you didn't make it through the metal detector, did you? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, and, and I even told them, and they were just laughing. I'm like, I clearly picked the wrong skirt to wear today. Yeah, you didn't think. <laughs> you know, you and they're like, yes, ma'am, you did. You didn't think about that one. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was like through there. Yeah. Yeah, searched the whole nine yards. You didn't think about crazy. that. You didn't think about that very, very, very consciously. I did not. Did I was just worried about getting up to my Elbeth. Okay, so. we're done. And looking good in the process. All crazy. All the crazy little acronyms that Shelly has. Okay, we're done. Sick of us, We're done. <laughs> right, we're done. Say goodbye. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure as usual, Brad. Well, maybe not the first part of the show but um i had to get over getting mad at you (laughs) (laughs) he laughs because it's true i have that effect anyway everybody have a great great day it's tuesday and um it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing day and hopefully it'll stay a little chilly here i'm trying to get things moving so i get don't get chopped up by the computer if you do your dissertation on saying goodbye right Okay, okay, have a great week, have a great day, everybody. This is Shell, peace, and I fly.